G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Lots of things happening, not only here in Australia, but around the world. Let's get an update on those things that are going on as they affect Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross, back with us again today. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, Osama bin Laden's son, he's emerged and he's calling for uh, targets against Jewish, U.S. and Western interests. Yes, uh, it seems like uh, the melody lingers. It goes on and on. You get rid of one bin Laden and up pops another one. Hamza bin Laden, the son of the former al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden, is calling for the targeting of Jewish and Western interests and he wants to build an army to liberate Jerusalem, to use his words. According to a new Al-Qaeda video, which was discovered by the Jihad and Terrorism Threat Monitor of Memory, that's the Middle East Media Research Institute, and shared with the Jerusalem Post, Hamza praised the stabbing attacks by Palestinians against Israelis, and called on Muslims from around the world to join the fight to defend Jerusalem from a Muslim point of view, urging them to participate in the Intifada. Uh, He said that the prime target uh, for his Palestinian brethren was killing the Jews and attacking their interests everywhere. And uh, everywhere, he means the U.S. and Western countries, and I guess that includes Australia. The supporters of the Jews must pay the bill in their own blood and must feel what Palestinians in Gaza and elsewhere have been feeling, he said. Uh, So it's on again. Ron, is there any suggestion that with a name like bin Laden and uh, his relation to Osama bin Laden that he may well be an emerging leader in al-Qaeda? Well, certainly... The value of the name means he's a wonderful spokesman as far as uh, calling people to the cause. And we have heard on the grapevine that uh, they're lacking numbers because of activities in Syria. Uh, And so I think this is a very timely video. And the whole program is to recruit, inspire and to uh, infuse uh, Muslim Islamists uh, to continue the intifada. And, of course, it's all very confusing, uh, the way Islam relates within itself uh, with the various sects of Islam. Uh, Muslim leaders, they've come out strongly against ISIS and Islamists, and ISIS very angry about that. Yeah, the headline is that the Muslim leaders uh, have begun to wage a theological battle against ISIS and Islamists everywhere, and it's created a great anger amongst the ISIS leaders. Imam Saheb Webb, a Muslim leader in Washington, has held a live monthly video chat to refute the religious claims of the Islamic State, also known as ISIS. In a dig at the extremists, he broadcasts from ice cream parlors and called his talks ISIS and ice cream. 
Sheikh Hamza Yusuf, an American Muslim scholar based in Berkeley, California, has pleaded with Muslims not to be deceived by, uh, deceived by the stupid young boys of the Islamic State. Millions have watched excerpts from his uh, sermon, which he titled The Crisis of ISIS. And he wept during that uh, delivery and asked God not to blame other Muslims for what these fools amongst us are doing. Uh, I have quite a number of uh, uh, excerpts from the presentations made by Muslim leaders, uh, times against us, uh, but apparently the Islamic State is taking notice. The group recently threatened the lives of 11, uh, 11 Muslim imams and scholars in the West, calling them apostates who should be killed. The recent issue of the Islamic State's online propaganda magazine, Dabik, called them obligatory targets, and it said that supporters should use any weapons on hand to make an example of them. Uh, so they're brave men who have spoken out, but uh, I'm, for one, very glad that they did. And there are more Islamic authorities speaking out against ISIS, Egypt and their authorities speaking out, but not necessarily on the same issues. They've got ethical issues to, to deal with when it comes to ISIS. Yes. Dar al-Ifta is Egypt's official religious institution tasked with drafting edicts, issued a fatwa this week, according to which human organ harvesting is a violation of Sharia law. Uh, that was reported by a London-based newspaper at the weekend. According to the edict issued on Saturday, ripping out human organs from a live captive to transplant them in another body is prohibited, whether or not it endangers someone's life, they said. While ISIS has long argued that Sharia permit harvesting organs of apostate captives to keep Muslims alive, even if doing so would lead to the captive death, an Egyptian cleric told the paper it's only allowed to harvest organs from a dead body, since a live person is better than a dead one. Tremendous logic. Ron, uh, 1948, it was the year Israel became a nation, uh, and Israel is turning 68. Uh, some celebrations going on. Yes, and I did a tongue-in-cheek, but it's a fact that Reebok have issued a, uh, a, a gym boot, uh, white and blue in colour, which is the colour of the Israeli flag, and on the side of it has got Israel 68. And uh, that's to celebrate Israel's 68th birthday, which is this week. And uh, interesting that the uh, uh, Bureau of Statistics have said that the population in Israel right now is 8,522,000 people. There are 6,377,000 Jewish Israelis, 74.8% uh, 74 of the total population, and 1,771,000 Arab Israelis, representing 20.8% of the population. Christians, non-Arabs and other minority groups account for 374,000 people. Israel's Independence Day begins with celebrations tomorrow night, Wednesday, as the country transitions from Memorial Day, which is today, 24 hours of mourning for its fallen soldiers and terror victims. It was interesting to note that during the most recent period of a year, 195,000 babies were born, 47,000 people passed away, and 36,000 new immigrants arrived in Israel. 
Uh, it's a, a, a wonderful, a vibrant country. Tremendous to see these things taking place. And uh, just interesting that in 1951 there were 34,000 cars in Israel. Today there's near enough to 3 million. And you might be interested to know, Neil, because I know you're a very domestic man. In 1956 and 57, 12% of Israelis had washing machines. Today, 96% do. So there's a, an interesting fact. <laughs> there is an interesting fact. And, uh, and it's happy birthday to the modern nation-state of Israel. Yes, indeed. Uh, there's some resources that have been discovered, natural resource in uh, Israel, uh, renewed drilling, Ron, uh, large quantities of oil near the Dead Sea. Yeah, you know, some idiots around the world might uh, be anti-Semitic, but God's on their side. The Hatrum oil and gas exploration license in the Dead Sea area has been found to contain an oil reservoir worth 1.2 billion shekels according to resources from a report that I saw. The report from Dunmore Consulting states that the best estimate is that the reservoir contains 7 million barrels of oil. Uh, The high estimate is 11 million barrels. The estimates are given with 100% geological certainty of oil being found. The Hatruam license is spread over 94 square kilometres in the Dead Sea area, So that'll give the Arab countries another thing to complain about. And something on a light note to finish up today, Ron. Uh, Most of us might be uh, inclined to think that violence in the Middle East is coming from levels of uh, distress and tensions between uh, religious groups within Islam. But uh, Egyptian officials have come up with a different idea. Yeah, well, I'm sorry to tell you this because I know you're a Mickey Mouse fan, but uh, the head of Egypt's state information service has found the reason for violence and extremism in the Arab world uh, turns out to be Tom and Jerry. (laughs) Ambassador, you're laughing at me, this is a serious story. Ambassador Saleh Abdel Sadiq made these comments during a speech at a conference entitled The Media and the Culture of Violence. He claimed that video games and other violent movies were to blame for the violence and added that Tom and Jerry sets an idea in the viewer's mind that violence is natural. Uh, Tom and Jerry portrays the violence in a funny manner and sends the message that, yes, I can hit him and I can blow him up with explosives, he said. So now you've got the problem solved, Neil. Well, I'm sure it's actually not Tom and Jerry as much as it is the Roadrunner cartoon. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, there could be all sorts of violence in cartoons that might have affected us all in certain ways. Ron Ross, always good getting your insights into these uh, very serious issues and uh, nice to be able to end, as we often do, on a light note, but uh, very serious issues and a call to prayer uh, for Christians around Australia when it comes to a lot of the issues that are going on around the world. Uh, Ron Ross, thanks so much for your insights once again, and thanks for being with us on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.